said you can't go home? Real Estate Exposed, brought to you by Signature Real Estate. Real Estate Exposed is all about helping homeowners and those who would like to be homeowners and those who would like to get into real estate. Welcome to Real Estate Exposed, brought to you by Prosperity Lending and Signature Real Estate, where it's more than just real estate and more than just lending. Ooh, I ah, like that. Very good. I'm joining in studio today with none other than Shelly Panzarella. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> and our very own Tom Blanchard. Very Whoa. own Tom Blanchard. Very own. I think he and I go way back longer than you and I. Yeah. Yeah. Why Which is yelling? crazy. I'm just kidding. What's up? <laughs> I can't hear you. Yeah, you can hear me. Come on. Um, yeah, you guys have known each other a long time. Long, a long, 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 long time. Long. Before your political. And, yeah, yeah you no, actually, started, he was on my just, ARIA board. When you first started out. Yeah. I'm going to talk into the mic, yeah, Tom. thank you. Started, I can hear myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll pick you up in all the other Am mics, and we'll have this echo problem, and it's just, it'll yeah. be a disaster. No, you were the one that uh, voluntold me to join the Asian Real Estate Association. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I was the banner stand girl for many years. And then you promoted me to actually be the chapter president. Yeah. And you were my, you were my, you were my, um, what part were you on our board? Marketing, membership, membership. Membership, marketing, or political, I don't know. Political, the, you were political affairs. Yeah. That's right, because you were so into the politics then. You still are. I still am. Glad to have you here. Well, uh, you know what? It's so nice to be here. It really <laughs> is. I feel like I interrupted you guys. I oh. know, I'm like reminiscing your here. Re your reunion, yeah, so that's cool. <laughs> You think we'd never seen each other? <clears throat> so what are we going to chat about, uh, Tom? Oh well, yeah, let's to be let, me right off the let's pod. talk about you, Tom, because <sighs> I heard you know I was at this roast this last weekend, and I think you even mentioned it. Everything's got to be about Tom, right? <laughs> so let's make this show about you. That was yes. The, that was one of the jokes. Yes. Yeah, that was a fun night. Um, so it was for our pack. Yes, it was. It was uh, for our real, uh, Realtors Political Action um, Committee and to raise some funds. And we raised some $20,000 that night. Wow. Um, just in just roasting? Just to have people talk. Everyone, it cost 10 bucks a joke. Me. 10 bucks a joke? <laughs> no, and <laughs> no, it was a great event because uh, I heard. You know, Tom was gracious enough to, to allow everyone to roast him. Um, it takes a special person to be roasted. I'll tell you that for sure. Um, and typically it's kind of been a past president or something. <clears throat> I think this was the third one that's been done. Yep. Uh, this one was not sanctioned or sponsored by our association because one of the last two went kind of ugly. Um, <laughs> so we, we brought it back, but not through LVR, but there was a lot of people that attended and a lot of people paid some good money to the, or donated a lot of good money or invested, yep. uh, in our pack so that they could roast you. Yeah, it was um, about 150 people. Though we wow. we only the place only held 100, um, but we were able to squeeze an additional 50 people in there, um, and uh, so it was uh, it was fun. What it, a great venue too. Yeah, uh, the space is a great venue to have uh, an event at, or they have Monday's Dark there. Oh the yeah, events. Katie from uh, Golden Knights performs there. Yeah, does she? Yep. Doesn't so, somebody from the Golden Knights own it? Like um, no, one no, of the Michael, announcer guys uh, or something. The, yeah, the the announcer guy. I forget his name. Michael something or other um, owns it. Yeah, owns oh, the space. Oh, I didn't know that. Cool. And um, great guy, great you know venue. Um, it was uh, frick 
a, a great event. It was it all was, about you. It was funny. Everything, Tom. I, I, I so outside in, I heard it was you know because I wasn't able to make it because I I was trying to get in too late. I didn't realize you're squeezing in fifty, but I would have been fifty one fifty one if I were trying to get squeezed in there. Although I could have showed up as your your sidekick. I heard you had a couple of women you on had your to dress arm. A li- dress a little bit different. Uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> Wait, yeah. what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> But I did hear you guys, the way that it was promoted, also that when you guys got in there, you guys kept everybody's cell phones. And oh. people, one of the best things about that, not because people couldn't take videos, but they had to pay attention. Go freaking figure. <laughs> and that it was such a great experience that they could actually enjoy it instead of worrying about their phones. It was neat because nobody took anyone's cell phones, but they had these little cases that you put your phone in. You kept control of it, but it locked it. Oh. And so it was in oh. this pouch. Yeah. And so you couldn't. You couldn't access your phone, but the neat thing was you could just be yourself, have fun in there, yeah. and you see no social media posts inside the venue. You see them outside before they let them in, but there's none inside, which is really cool. But I mean, so you watching it, like it's a different, because we're so used to being on our cell phones at all times, right? In little things, even if it's a text that pops up, or you want to just, it, like people go to concerts and videotape the concert <laughs> and not pay attention to the concert, you know what I mean? Like for safekeepings, but that... That was one feedback was that you guys took the phones away, which in the beginning was a little tough for some, but they were able to really experience the whole event. Yeah, and it was uh, it was dual-sided, right? We wanted to be able to promote it afterwards, but during the event, I mean, there was no distraction. If you bombed with a joke, <laughs> everybody heard you bomb on the joke. So no was, one outside the venue did, so it's cool. <laughs> yeah, That's funny. so I mean, just the limited 150 people saw it. Um, which leads out of what 20,000 real estate agents in the state, um, the wow. potential for another one that may be a statewide kind of event at maybe one of our state conferences or something like that in the future. So we'll see because a lot of people missed it. A lot of people have heard great things about it. Yep. Um, I don't think the jokes really go away. So um, <laughs> I think they'll always be there. But that's a small knit community now that all has the same that got to experience the the same roast and all of your jokes and got to know you a little bit more personal. Yeah, well, well what was nice, I think, well, for me, was that the uh, people on the dais, the people that were doing the, the roasting, ended up roasting each other <laughs> a heck of a lot more than they roasted me. Really? They oh, did. absolutely. So That's I, funny. Yeah, a roast, if, if you're one of the roasters, it's game on. Somebody can roast you too. Oh, you're free. Oh, stuff. okay. And, and everyone picked on everyone on the stage, which was fun. They even poked at me a little bit. Really? <laughs> Did you signature. not participate yeah, in roast? Huh? Did you not participate in roasting him? Or no, you do I it didn't. every day? Uh, so it's they asked me if I wanted to because it was one of the sponsors. But uh, I get to roast Tom every day. So. Uh, yeah, that's what I. <laughs> no, too. I thought it would. It's good to hear from other people. Yeah. Um, and besides that, I didn't. I don't like getting picked on. So. Oh, he didn't want to be <laughs> participating in the uh, community roasting of each other. So. I don't hey. think they could do that being the president. Could they Could they roast the president? At the sure. Time? <laughs> he gets roasted every they day. They do in the U.S. They <laughs> do in Canada. The prime, Let's I mean, go, Brandon. Have you, have you seen the Nobody's off limits. Yeah, I know. No, I don't watch the news. No, they had some funny jokes about me, even the, the one I remember the most. Or I thought was funny. It just says, Brandon collects past presidents like Tom Brady collects Super Bowl rings. Oh. <laughs> it was funny. And then it's they made fun wrong, of the signature because that's where all the past presidents <laughs> exactly. go to die. Yeah, they show up here. Put them out to pasture. Yeah, so it was it was kind of funny, but so, it was good, and there was a lot of people from up north, Reno, and oh really, and that, area that actually came down for it. Yeah. Wow, 
It well, just shows how much people love you. I you? was just going to say that. I mean, truly, we all give you a hard time every single day and every opportunity we can, but there's so much love. I wasn't in the room, but I know that I heard there was so much love. Even even though they were jabs, they were still jabs of love. Well, You're well respected. To, you know, come and see you know, a train wreck. And um, it could have been a train wreck. It turned out to be really, really good. Um, you know, the jokes were within realm of, of some normalcy of, for of, you. Of, yeah. You know, um, there were some things on that happened that I was unaware of. I did not know I'd be sitting with two prostitutes at the on stage for the whole event, but <laughs> they were the actresses. Whole event? They were actresses. So <laughs> that's so funny. I actually went to Quinceanera this Saturday and I get introduced and she's like, so do you know Tom Blanchard? And I'm like, I sure do. And she's like, yeah, I was his hooker this weekend. And I'm like, ah, or this week. And I was like, well, that's a weird thing. Cause I know his wife also. And she was like, she was there too. And I'm like, yeah. this story could get really, really, really bad. I'm you like, oh, you context. were. <laughs> yeah, and my wife was a good sport. I mean, she is you know, always. She, she was right there at the front row and um, making her own comments. And, and I'm surprised she didn't roast you, but she'd probably. Uh, that's every 24 get seven. Roasted every day. <laughs> that's when it could have gone bad. Yeah. She's like, yeah. she wasn't going to pay money for that. Yeah. <laughs> so no, it was it was great. It was fun, and uh, you know, people started saying, you know, now you, next is it going to be me? I said, hell no. We're going to do Chris Bishop. So Ooh. I'm already lobbying lobbying that direction or for somebody else. So, yeah. Like I said, I don't. I don't take getting picked on very nicely. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that that would be hard for me too. So I mean, really, you have you must have a thick skin to take that in, or you just all know it comes from love. Well, it's, it just is what it is. I mean, you know, you can either have a bunch of people gossiping behind your back, or you can let them say <laughs> the stuff that they're gossiping about. Well, in that in case, the, I'd like to be venue. the next participant for the right. roast. And now you know. <laughs> Well, let's go on to the next topic about Tom. <laughs> Which one? The siesta? No, he went to the siesta too. He went to the siesta. Yeah, the siesta, yeah. siesta cruise. Yeah, you like you're definitely ingrained in in all of the real estate stuff here. Uh, I try to be. And you yeah. went to the Chipman wedding. Went to yeah. yeah. Wait, is Look, that? But that is. wasn't sanctioned either, right? It wasn't sanctioned. Neither was neither is the siesta. No, oh, siesta yeah. okay. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a great company that I work for and a great boss. <laughs> And let me get my little, you know, kiss, kiss, ass, ass kissing out of the way. Hope you're yeah. listening, Chris. Well, as long as you wear the shirt, I think you're fine, right? Yeah. You know, and it allows me to do this stuff and represent Signature while I'm there. Yeah. Um, you know, I leave tonight to go to the Bahamas for uh, an NAR uh, event, a political event there. The President Circle. President Circle for being a investor in, in RPAC at a certain level. And, you know, we'll listen to Frank Lutz will be is one of the speakers or several senators. You know, this wow. is basically He's a pollster, this, isn't he? Uh, Frank Lutz is. Yeah. And then some senators. And this is what, you know, uh, in politics, they call going on a junket. So, you know, the senators that we have coming to talk to us, you know, get to get to be paid to come to speak. And, um, you know, they speak to us about what's going on and what their opinions are. So we get to have some face-to-face time with nice. those politicians. and That's and, different than when you go to the Hill, right? When correct. you guys in, and sit face-to-face with them. So this yeah. is them actually talking to you about what they've got going on. Yeah, and it's, and it's from different states, right? Mm-hmm. When we go to the Hill uh, in May to, to D.C., that's talking to our own state senators and, and congressmen and yeah. women. So it's a little bit different. You get a little bit more of a... I want to say a little bit larger group 
of uh, senators that are outside. So we get to hear what's going on in Across Connecticut the, yeah. or um, Nebraska. And you So know. will you come back on the show or you uh, to tell us how the Bahamas was? Absolutely. Look, when I he mean, sobers up. Yeah, when, when I see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. notice you're already tanning for it, though. Uh, well, you know, I think you look, just I've been on a cruise. Yeah, and, I was going uh, to say. To Cabo. To Cabo. That was no- November. And um, <laughs> then to uh, Cancun for a wedding. So, you know, it's. I, I'm, I'm getting some. At least your passport's getting some use. My, yeah, use. my passport's filling up. Yeah. Got but all the Bahamas, stuff. I got to tell you about the Bahamas, it's been tough. Uh, we had to get a travel visa and go <laughs> on their. The Bahamian government's website, which is interesting in its in its own, and provide them with vaccinations, provide them with um, uh, a new test. Uh, Today, it's still that way. Like for you to go now? Yeah. Really? So, yeah. So we had to provide them, yeah, provide them with all our stuff and pay a forty dollar fee to be covered while we're there in case we do get COVID. Right. Oh, because for the hotel and lodging. For social like health insurance, right? Yeah. Right. Socialist uh, medicine, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. They're having us pay uh, a little bit whether or not we get COVID, but um, we're covered in case that happens. And uh, it's pretty cool, but it's still a pain in the butt. Do you have to test to come back in? Yes. The States? You do. Yeah, oh. we got to test before, three days before we travel, uh, test two days after we're there, and test before we leave back, to come back. Wow. Wait, how long are you there for? A whole week? <laughs> Yeah, three days. It's all three testing. Three days you test right when you get there and then yep. test right before yep. you leave to come back to the United yeah, States? Yeah, because that's for the United States. To have yeah, a, a wow. Crew. So you have the Bahamas uh, qualifications going that direction and you got and the, the U.S. Yeah, coming US back. U.S. coming back. Yeah. Wow, that's worse than going to Hawaii. Hawaii was pretty tough, I thought, going in, but coming out, they didn't care. It's domestic. Yeah. It's because you still haven't, you didn't really leave the country. Yeah, yeah. Cabo, though, is easier. You don't need any of that stuff going in a Not going Cabo, in, just right? coming back. Yeah, just the test to come back. That's the same with Costa Rica. Yeah. It's, I mean, you do have to have the, the travel insurance to cover you if something happens or prove that you've been vaccinated. Ah. Because what they don't want you to become is a burden on their government ah. or their, their society. So so are are they wanting you to you know, all your boosters and stuff or just a vaccination? Um, just a vaccination. I haven't gotten boosted yet. Because that Hawaii now is requiring boosters. Yeah. Are I, they? Yeah. Which I think is crazy because. I've been traveling so much. I was afraid that if I got boosted, I'd pop Gets. positive. Or something. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you got to pick the place you want to be positive, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, so that's pretty you're miserable. leaving tonight? Yep. And then festivities start tomorrow? Um, they actually starts um, like Wednesday. Oh, okay. So I get a day there. We, we get there around 11 o'clock in the morning, Bahama time, and get situated and squared away so that we're not all, um, we want to call it, travel weary. Jet lag? Yeah, jet lag when everything happens. So is it just you coming from Vegas or is there anybody else that you're traveling in? Oh, there? my son and my wife. Oh, well, yeah, of course. You always have them. And half the board. Yeah. And half the board. A lot of people from the board association are going. Are going in. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Anybody else from pass the office? That, pass on this trip, though. Yeah, I don't to know To the why. Bahamas. They go different places every year, right? Yeah. The big ones always goes when they go to Hawaii. Everybody loves going to Hawaii. Yeah. And that was set for 2020, and I didn't get to go. They didn't bring it back? Um, not yet. But this isn't your first president circle trip, is it? Um. No, my first one was um, in New York, I believe, way back so is, when. So is it based off of how much you've contributed, or is it because you're 
Uh, if you're a major investor and then you want to be a investor. part of the president circle, you have to. It's um, an additional investment. Additional two thousand dollar investment oh, okay. that goes directly to the senator or congress man or woman or the Republican senatorial campaign or the you know Democratic you get a, senatorial campaign. You actually you get choose. to choose. So Who like you, when you do to RPAC, you put yeah. it into a fund and and it goes to realtor friendly candidates. Yeah. Here on the president circle, you take that money and you actually get to pick the candidates you go, and wow. it doesn't have to be in your state. Well, that's so pretty cool. So you're you're meeting those candidates now that you're going to apply to. You've already made that decision to apply that. Who oh, you're no, going to apply to? Um, I've never some of the ones that I've donated to, um, I've never met. Okay. But I always get a nice little letter <laughs> from them coming. Oh, thank you for your contribution. And yeah. Is this your first time being an investor in the president circle? Have you done um, it? No, I've been in president circle since 2016, I believe. Wow. So that's when you. That's awesome. That's a, that's a much larger investment than commitment. It's an additional $2,000. Oh. It doesn't have to be because, I mean, a major investor, is let's a just say you did the $1,000 range, it's another two. Yeah. If you that's... do the 5000 it's just another two. Got it. And you get and you get to go to wherever they have these Yeah, I mean, it, but it, again, they're, you pay 625 bucks, and that covers your room for the three days and all the festivities the nice. breakfast and stuff so it's it's a pretty good deal you you know a little there's a little skin in the game for you yeah and yeah. um you know some of the funds that they have that are invested back into the folks that say thank you for investing but the experience and then you have all the different um conferences they they're going to have meetings and everything like that you know your your wife and your son are not attending those it's just you no i have yeah i'm, I'm there for for business they're there for uh, enjoyment and, yeah you know, breakfast is at. You'll uh, have your share of enjoyment. I know. Breakfast is at seven thirty in the morning, so oh, and they won't things be kick up. off at eight o'clock, and they're done by nine. Nine at night, <laughs> if right. Oh no! Oh, oh, I don't really? know. No, I don't by, know. by noon, I've been part of President Circle before, but never yeah. traveled on it. Yeah, twelve yeah. thirty. It's done. Yeah. Oh, so you still get the, time, the and then you have like a an evening meeting together. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. I think that's the thing people i mean you're investing also in the relationships that you're oh yeah establishing I mean, and you know you're there with like-minded people that care about you know personal property rights and making sure that the uh, senators and congresswomen are you know on the same page and understand what's you know going on and they're you know doing what they can so what do you sure. think is going to be a big topic out there affordability of course, I mean, let's, let's face it right now, housing affordability is a big thing. Um, Landlord-tenant, which is more of a state issue, is a big thing. But, you know, housing affordability and what we can do to help un unlatch or release some of the land, especially here in Nevada, right? We have so much land that's tied up with the government huh. that it causes us not to have enough land and increases the cost of land because there isn't a lot of it available for purchase. So by in, by allowing accessibility to the land will help decrease the or increase the affordability of properties because the cost of the foundation of any home, which is the land, to be a little bit less expensive. But that's local. I mean, we're yeah. we're seeing the same issues across the country <coughs> with affordability too. <coughs> Because of the rise in the rents and the rise in the, the cost, cost of homes. Yeah. yeah. 
you know, and it's, so it's, a, it's state it's statewide, but it's a national issue that needs to be addressed, especially for Nevada. The only way to let the land come out of um, the holding of the government is from our senators and congressmen to have that approved and get it. You know, they have land bills that come across, and everybody's got to approve it. And it's a little bit of a pain in the butt, but you know, it's something that needs to be done. When was the last time we had a major sale on land here, or release on land? Um, was that when, uh, not Caden, or Inspirata was a big one, right? But yeah, I think something's been built. They, they've been doing land exchanges, right? You, you will you exchange some uh, obtuse piece somewhere in the middle of nowhere uh, for a piece over here in Las Vegas to help do that. So it's just been weird. They just haven't let, like the old days where you yeah. come and homestead a piece of property. That hasn't happened since, you know, chuck wagon days. <laughs> But we still have quite a bit of land that needs to be built on that's there too. They're having a hard time getting homes built in a in an efficient manner, I'd say, to to help yeah. with some of the. Uh, the yeah, because of all the the uh, supply or the construction costs and the labor. Even, yeah, even finding the workers. So. Yeah, the all the supply chain cost. We had a we had an article on that in here somewhere <laughs> that talked about it. That was a good segue too. You know? It was a good but segue. We'll come back to it when we find the article. I know. Let me look for it really quick. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think, I mean, even if they do come out with the land sale, right, and they approve that, they still have to sell it for a fair price, mm -hmm. you know. They go for auction. Not not really what the market is selling it at today. No. Because then it still would mean, it would still be unaffordable for, I mean, hard for a builder to build. And that's, again, one of the issues because yeah. there's such a pent-up demand not only for land but homes that, you know, it's it doesn't pencil out for a developer to build an affordable home because the land costs right. make it already outrageous to be able to do that. So you need to have different things, whether it be tie-ins for tie-ins for um, utilities, uh, the fees that the states charge. I mean, the whole thing it just keeps adding up to make it impossible to build something that's affordable unless you have some kind of tax relief somewhere. And so that would be influenced by some of the people that you're going to be meeting. It, well, it help, yes, at the federal level for everybody. Yeah. Right. And then when we have meetings at the state level um, for March, them as well. April. And then down to the county level. So, I mean, it's all three phases at the national, state, and local, which Brandon has great contacts now uh, for the local ones to help, you know, release and figure out some deals that, what you're, yeah. that we can get going on. So that an, an LVR president has that type of influence. In yeah, I have contact. Uh, and with uh tom, tom. yeah <laughs> tom is my leader <laughs> uh, has, so you see know. he's your you're his boss he's, well he's he's, your boss. he's going to be president of the nevada association next year next year right and yeah. and it's a political year yep. ah. so um it's a big it's a big deal yeah so, so we'll be leaning on you next well, year yeah, we'll see so what happens. things go bad it's his fault it'll be things all my go fault. good it's on fire vegas We're all, <laughs> <laughs> that's all i remember <laughs> <It's> on fire <laughs> Now I go in the ah. oven. <laughs> yes. It's been, well, it's, the market's been increasing since your year, you know? Yeah, I mean, we had the dip during COVID and when everything what, stopped and they, they thought the world was going to end when they shut everything down. Yeah. And uh, from there, it's bounced back and hasn't looked back. And uh, I don't see it really stopping too much. It could slow down a little bit. It's a little bit too fast, um, but that's okay. And, you know, when it does, they'll call you up and say, why is the market changing? You know what's funny, though? 
so um, December was a record month. January was a record month. I'm, I'm anticipating February will probably be a record month as well. But I'm, the calls I'm getting from a lot of the, the media is they're, they're, it's questions about when do I think the market's going to crash? When do I think the market's going to yeah. crash? That kind of stuff. I talked to a reporter last week, and, man, he had a whole different perception on the market than I, than I did or, or what's what I believe is really happening. So it, he felt like it was pretty much coming into doomsday. So, so uh, when it, do you think the market's going to crash? I don't. You, you don't have an answer? For, oh, okay. I don't have a crystal ball. Oh, right. right? I do. You do? I always when have. do you think the, the market's um, going to crash? And this is based off of prior years when we had the last – downfall I, I think we're at least a good five to seven years away from, from a market ha- correction from, from, a, from a, a good Crash. market correction yeah and so we'll, I would I would agree with you to a point five to seven years but there's so many outside right factors that could affect yeah. that right? I mean and that's barring a, barring a, a disaster of some yeah. sort like a global pandemic even no, a pandemic but, didn't stop housing right. that badly yeah you know, so. lit it on fire so you're thinking five to seven years too? Yeah, at least, yeah, I think for the cr- like a crash like we saw in '07. No, no, I don't think we'll ever see a crash like that. I do. Um, you do? I don't you think do? it'll be five to seven years because if you go back in history and you look at the savings and loan tobacco mm-hmm. and you look at the the, the rece- recession there, it we tend to repeat ourselves, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that has to do with how money is lent out. Yep. And when we start going down that path, which you're already starting to see some things, you know, like even I mean, we talked about it on the last show, I believe the 40 year mortgage. Yeah. Even those kinds of things could put people in positions that if there's a correction and they have to sell, they don't have the equity. That's what starts to create that tumble. Yeah. So as long as money is lended properly, I think we're okay. But I think when like 07, the rental market was so much better at the time, which is why people jumped out and in they like the strategic default, right? But why they was left. the market rental better? Well, because every all of we all had like 12 homes, right? Because everything was overbuilt, had. right? So yeah. there was that the supply Yeah, it the was supply I, was there and and so there was enough renters for it. Yeah. So that's why those prices were down. Yeah. We're in the opposite now and it's going to take some time five, 10 years before we, we build up again, natural growth of uh, population and everything, so. Yeah, but I, do you think that builders can ever catch up? They like, will. We, mm-hmm. You do? Yeah. You think that we're gonna be able to come back to the kind of building production that they had? Yes, and, and that'll happen. To? Um, yeah. probably in five to seven in years. Five to seven years. <laughs> See, there I got you, go. you, Tom Blanchard. It all <laughs> comes around. Yeah, and you have you know lending um, programs now are starting to loosen up. And they are. As you and that's see, it's and that's the same stuff that happened 10, 12 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Right. But lending loosen up. But it has up. it has to happen if you want to keep the prices up. Yep. See, that's the problem is when you create these programs, mm-hmm. it allows for the prices to continue to rise. If you don't create these programs, it causes for that natural correction of the prices to where people and that the buyers will buy. Um, and so that's what drives everything out of control, I think. But I think the lending side of it is also different because we're not, I mean, we have the 40 year, we even have a 40 year interest only, but it is not somebody who's doing zero down payment. You have to still put 20 to 25% down to take advantage of that term, that that 40 mm-hmm. year term today. although. Who knows? After you come back from the Bahamas, they there might they might introduce a introduce a, a FHA forty year term or a three percent down conventional forty year term for from an affordability standpoint. Mm-hmm. But today, what's come out there for lending standards is forty year 
uh, 20 to 25 percent down payment. Most of those, you know, those are going to be buyers who have the you have you, the risk is gone, right? Because of the the equity. But that's position. the test, right? Mm -hmm. So if they, that starts to catch on, you'll see those. I I believe you'll see those down payments shrink. Yeah, because yeah, we'll it, it'll be there. The other thing is, is when you're doing the the interest only, I think that hurts you too because unless the market continues to climb, right? Yeah, there's no that no changes equity. things for you. The equity yep. piece, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So but, you're saying that. But on the flip side, how many people stay in their home for 40 years, right? So Some people stay 16, but <laughs> that's one person. You? Yeah. So it could happen. Well, 40. But you're already moving, so you're not going to make We're it We're trying. Yeah. We're still trying to build that house. But yes, we intend to move one day. But yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. Nobody's, and I think the IOs before, oh no, they did convert. It was a 30-year IO, 10-year period interest only, and then it flipped into a 20-year, which then put put them in a position of, no equity and double the payment because it was a 20 year term. Yeah. yeah. Well, yep. Crazy so, stuff. And that's, so we'll see what happens with the lending and building um, really sort of dictate yeah. what's going to happen in the market. Yep. I agree. It is kind of crazy though. I, I think from a, even for the affordability standpoint, I, I think I sent this in there as far as April 1st, we're actually doing a, um, they're doing an add-on for second homes and investments. So investments have always been higher as far as interest rates, but for second homes, those are used, they had always been comparable to a primary residence, right? But I think they're doing, they're now adding this, they're doing an add-on to pricing to um, avoid, or not avoid, but make it harder for people to come in to, to purchase and finance second home to So explain investment. that a little bit, because you sent this article mm -hmm. for FHFA hikes fees for high balance and second home loans. And this goes into effect on April 1st. Right. But that article you sent actually came out clear back in January. So it's been coming for a while. It has been, yeah. And so, so what does this mean? Is this just more money down, more money in loan fees at closing? What is this? For a second home and an investor, they're going to be, their rates are gonna be at least a half a point to full point difference. So Investors interest today rate goes up. Interest rate goes, so and I think it's to, in, it's to uh, de-incentivize your second home and investors from financing. So right? that normal your first time home first -time buyer or home your buyer has, owner occupants has a chance. Correct. Yeah. Where or you're going to see a lot of cash transactions coming in, into the market because it's going to be so much. You know, their rates are going to be so much higher. I mean, everybody was saying this is the time to buy second homes because the money's so cheap, right? They can get the same amount of uh, lending at the same price as an owner occupied person. So this is to open up for for invest for. Um, Fanny, Jenny, Freddie, the opportunity for their buyers, owner-occupant buyers, to have a chance. Okay, so when I read this, I initially thought, okay, you got to bring 1% more to closing, but that's not the case. Your your right. rate goes up. Yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so your rate's higher, and that goes to the thing where, you know, our people paying cash for properties was down over the past couple of years. Yeah. And the reason being was because so rates were so yeah. low, it was almost like free money. Why would you give up your Absolutely. cash to do that? So as yeah. those go up, that encourages people to either use their own cash or, or stay out of the market. Right. Yeah, so I think you're going to, because I think I, I read that it's, cash transactions are up now, right? It was 20% last it's year. It's climbing. Yeah. So I think you're going to start to see that as the rates go up. If you're going to see, well, you've got the hedge funds that are coming in. But yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, most of your second home and investment purchases are going to, are probably going to end up paying cash from their either their investments they have, like their um, assets and such, or just not come into the market because the rates are going to be so much higher today. Yeah. And it wouldn't be so bad if the hedge funds had invested when they needed to, when we had, you know, the, the great 
you know, yep. housing issues of 2006 through 2008. They came in and started buying. And if they had held them for only a five-year term, uh-huh. we'd have the availability of homes for people to purchase because they'd be turning and turning mm-hmm. over. Uh, but they've noticed that they are able to keep those and have great returns on the rental parts. So therefore, why do that? So something has to be done to help incentivize the hedge funds to get out of this market or at least turn the properties over in a certain period of time so that allows affordability and availability Uh to have. I I don't think you're supposed to call them hedge funds, though. Hmm? I, I said I don't think you're supposed to call them hedge funds. What are they I think called? They're institutional buyers. Oh, oh, buyers. But, but a lot of these the, these institutional buyers, a lot of this money is people's retirement. Mm-hmm. Like it's not this big bad evil empire buying all this stuff up. This is these are funds of other people. No, it's those guys on billions. Are you talking about like Enron? It's those guys on billions like... on Showtime. Huh? It's those guys on billions and on Showtime. Really? Bobby Axelrod. Yeah, yeah. Ah. It's those Bobby Axelrods that are causing the issue. Yeah. It's like the big they're short. making money for their clients. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, so I think people are, I I was asking, you know, even as a small, like uh, mom and pop landlord, right. For myself too, I can increase my rents today or I could capitalize on selling the house. But the flip side of it is like inflation is here. So really will my money be worth anything if I cash out? Right. Isn't my money better in getting this long-term. Well, it depends on what you're going to pull it out to do. I mean, if it's just. Yeah, I'm gonna pull it out and put it in my savings. Exactly. Account. That's not that's not smart. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a new car. But if you yeah. knew it was gonna crash tomorrow, then you pull out today so that when it crashes tomorrow you can buy three or four properties. You see what I mean? Yeah, but, but yeah. you'd have to hit that yeah. timing. Yeah. I'm gonna wait five to seven years and then I'm gonna Yeah. yeah. Tom said so. Exactly. You know, but I, I just believe if you can hold on to it, hold on to it. I mean real estate's a long time thing and, and yeah. that's what's causing our availability problem. <laughs> Which causes the affordability problem, right? So back, so like, back to we just need our builders to build more uh, right, and so homes and, and still we need that, our... again we we're, we buy into the whole whirlpool of what's causing the affordability issue, and that's availability of homes and land because everybody's holding it? on. How do we change it? <sighs> well, he goes to the Bahamas and he meets I'll with the senator. I'll tell you how you change whatever. it. You actually teach realtors or agents how to go out there and create more inventory. You got to have discussions with people on why they why is it a good time to sell or, or liquidate your property, yeah. especially people maybe that are out of state, right? They have these properties. Maybe um, they're putting a lot of time and, and energy into them and cost because what are you laughing at? I'm laughing because everybody that has a piece of property that's for rent right now is banking ATM. They're getting their ATM money every single month ATM. and not <laughs> having to do not much. necessarily true. You know, I mean, very few have an yeah, issue. Yeah, I had to replace an air conditioning. There's an art unit. to renting to the wrong tenant, right? And well, causing the frustration. None of our clients are having that <laughs> Just problem. Kidding. No, there are plenty of, of tough tenants out PM's there. There are people art. that don't pay rent. There are people that trash properties too. And and sometimes if you have the wrong property management company or you're managing it on your own, there's there's or hey, you're you're just a mom and pop type thing where you've just got another property and it's not making you any money. Yeah, it may be covering the bills or not quite. Maybe those are t- discussions that you have with people. But I think the real estate professionals should be having conversations with their clients or their customer database and what their goals are because there could be some some properties and stuff there as well. And then I think you know we're gonna it's gonna get tighter before it gets better because a lot of people aren't 
selling because they don't have anywhere else to go, yeah. right? To yeah. find that other property. So a mind shift has to happen too, where we're allowing or sellers are accepting offers of people that haven't put their home on the market yet, knowing that that's going to sell quickly. You know what I mean? Meaning so the that contingency. So feel safe to go yeah. out, let me go find something, and then when I find something, I'll sell my house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that ends to leads to the conversation of 1031 exchanges and how important those are. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I know that will be coming up in the Bahamas is that conversation because that's a federally mandated issue yeah. is 1031 exchanges and the tax deferment. So, um, you know, take away that and all of a sudden. There's um, no incentive to, yeah, to, to transfer yeah. or to sell. Yep. With great We've got game. all the answers, Tom. You take them straight to the center. Now we know why we all love and adore you. See? Yeah, you got I know. This whole... Just not a pretty face anymore, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't known you that long. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you when you had a pretty face. Yeah, I know. Just, the roast is over. I'm sorry. <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> so there was another article that says rents rise, home prices, or uh, rents rise, but home prices still outpace them right yeah and this some of these things it's it's interesting though because some of the stats they use are from ways back and these are new articles that come out this was using the stats for september of 21 year over year <laughs> but it, it's higher, still though. trending the same but yeah. it, home values here in vegas went up 24.2 percent over that year period and rents went up 22.5 percent which in september of last year basically in vegas they were saying the average rent, so to speak, was about $1,700. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's like a, I mean, so sales price-wise, if you're going to get in, $1,700, that's like three fifty dollars sales price. How and, many homes are on the market? And the median home price is four four twenty five. Four twenty five. dollars Yeah. So we have a little bit of room to, yeah. They, yeah. We're a little bit out of that affordability factor for our. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But it's always a concern, right? Yeah. It's always a concern. Yeah. And uh, we've got our, our best guy here going to the Bahamas to take care of that this week. And uh, no, no but seriously, I, I know you guys are having discussions at the state level on affordability and stuff like that um, as we go into the legislative session. I know that'll be a it'll topic. It'll be a we'll huge be, topic. Yeah, we'll be ready to discuss. And I'll just stay in my lane. Right? Yeah. What lane would that be? The real estate side? Out or? of the state stuff. Oh. On the local stuff. Oh. Local association focus more on the local politics yeah. here so something for instance would be the the airbnb down here that would be a lot done on the local level whereas on the state stuff they would be the big affordability I housing gotcha. affordability stuff like so that. they don't necessarily care what you do as far as or no, what happens they as care far as we, we use the same lobbyists and everything else and there's yeah. com- communication all the way around that but but in real i when i joke with him a little bit about stay in your lane it's there's <laughs> you can't solve all the problems from one place so yeah. we all have kind of our okay, missions. And the, but the message is all essentially the same we need to fix this part and you know it, it starts at a local level it moves to a state level and then it moves to a federal level because if we're having an issue that several other states are having then the federal people have to step in yeah to help yeah. you know yeah. those That's things right. so it's just it all works and it, it and any ours on that federal yeah, side and it just works together is the best thing and having that same message going across all three levels of whatever you want to call that but NAR can't get yeah. won't get really involved in a in an issue level. with Henderson. Yeah. Right. Now they they may contribute some funds if there's a big deal or, or a big issue that affects real real realtors or mm-hmm. property rights. Right. They may contribute funds, but it starts at 
the local associations yep. on that type of mm -hmm. stuff. Do we, do you see, do you guys participate, you don't participate in Reno, but I mean, are they having the same types of issues? Like, do they have Airbnb open up there? Do they have the same types of, I mean, affordability across the board, right? Yeah, but, and, and, and not only affordability, but, you know, short-term rentals is an issue because in some place like Incline Village, yeah, where you don't really have the hotels right. there, right? Seasonal, yeah, for the snow and, and stuff. And they're able, they want more availability for short-term rentals because they can make money because they're not always there during the cold times yep. or during the, the warm times up there. Um, same thing with Reno. They have a different kind of housing and the casinos aren't as spread out as they are here in Vegas where we have so many local casinos um, that there isn't that competition um, that the short-term rentals bears and so and what makes it interesting at the state level is Clark County's issues are different than Washoe. Washoe's issues and so therefore how do you sort of work that box so that it fits everybody's yeah. needs yeah. And it's, um, it's a tough job. Sometimes it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the party yeah. next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Got it. Stuff. So um, all fun. Politics are fun. Yep. Yeah. So that's why I'm not in it. I read an article too, because you're doing a remodel. I am. On a house, right? I've been in one for months. Um, but what I, what was interesting is they talked about the new thing that's coming back in most remodels and new homes bars yeah. putting in a, a home bar are you putting one in your home i so mine is not going to be a full wine cellar like yours but i well, do i have a bar and a wine cellar oh you have I'm both? going full boat yeah no we are so our, this home is older there is a bay window do you guys know what a bay window is uh -huh. yeah I'm putting one in i know what <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to pull the bay window in and create it to be this little area that's going to be a bar with like the Mine is just going to have like the under the built in wine cooler mm -hmm. and uh, area for the, the cabinets. You're going to have the area for all of your uh, alcohol, <laughs> the bottles, <laughs> all that good stuff. But um, that's the extent of mine because today all my stuff is inside of a pantry. I have one little corner of a, uh, an area that has all my, you know, bottles and such, but I want it all in one area for when you're entertaining or when you're just needing a night. To have some alcohol. Well, I can. <laughs> Just, uh, no, we have a we have a mini fridge for that. <laughs> That's <laughs> keep it under your bed. Is that where you keep yours? <laughs> my bar is, that where is in you my keep bedroom. Yours, beta? <laughs> <laughs> the refrigeration's tough under the bed, though. How do you keep it cool? <laughs> Keeps the room dark. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Doesn't heat up. <laughs> I can no. see the dogs getting into that too. But I think that's uh, that's kind of interesting because it's it's not like the old days where you just like I built a bar in my basement, you know, and it was yeah. Like, this is like, it's part of the house. I mean, yeah. people are taking out dining rooms and, and making entertainment areas and stuff like that. And yeah. you're saying that a lot of that's due to the COVID and people being home more, wanting more activities in their house. So like me and my husband just hanging out, I'm like, yep. hey, he's bartender on the- Kids come home from school and you say, what would you like to drink? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I do school. see, you know, with it, everybody, I mean, obviously we're open now, but before, you know, you could only really hang out with like your close friends and such. And so entertaining inside of the home was like a much bigger experience than going out to a restaurant where you'd be able to enjoy nice bottle. So wine the question becomes, that. are you guys behind the curve already? 
with well, I have a bar. because people are now starting to go back out to bars and no 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 oh, you know, no no meet with other See, people and social. I just don't shut down the bars anymore. I go close my own bar down. Ah. <laughs> he doesn't. Even I go do to that. dinner and have a few drinks and then I go home. Right? But to invite people home for like to your yeah, home you bar, invited or? me over. One of my best friends lives across the street. It's pretty <laughs> oh, easy. Oh, that's true. Yeah, your yeah. bar or mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Do but you no, have I'm, a bar in your house? A, yeah, my son is upstairs. <laughs> to where my my son uh, He's your... apparently is entertaining all night long. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he has his own bar. Up He's there. got his own bar. Yeah. Wow, he has yeah. his own loft now up there. Yeah, loft bar rooms, <laughs> <laughs> refrigerator. He's so you have a short term rental happening yes. at your house. So apparently I'm renting rooms by the hour at <laughs> my house. <laughs> It's a totally different. Super short-term That's rentals. soon to come, actually. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. But no, I'm excited. Like you said, I'm putting in a whole wine room. But Where it's, are you at with that? Is it almost done? Uh, it's starting to take shape. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I mean, Wasn't it already was in shape almost. or was it? No, there was like, well, we knew where it was going to go. Yeah. But it's a build out on the house. Yeah. Right. Which was kind of a cubby. And so we're, it's all marked out and we're getting ready to, to put the foundation in. So that ah, we can start because you have to get up. the refrigeration and the humidity or the yep, right all that bit. stuff in there. But I want it to be like a, a room that you could have dinner in. You oh. could play cards in. How much are you rent in. that room for? Huh? <laughs> How much will you be renting that room for? Yeah. Well, I am going to have wine lockers. Are you yes, really? Yes, because I thought that'd be a cool idea. Like your friends come over with like wine. He's and stuff. taking this whole at-home bar to a whole nother uh, level. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. So I don't that's even have, cool. I don't even have shelves behind my real bar yet. Yeah, I just have a bar. <laughs> that, that way, if I bring over a good bottle of wine, we don't drink it. I can lock it up. You can lock I it up. Back. But can you? Oh, because it'll stay in. I got it. Because yeah, it'll, it'll be stay in, in your there. refrigerator. So I just think it'd be kind of cool. I got the idea. Well, it, first time I ever saw one was at the Sterling Club. Uh, Bishop actually rented one. Oh, and I'm like, why would you rent a because anytime you go in there, you have your own wine. They open it and bring it in and the whole bit. So I thought for, that's, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Will you have it so you can have like good circulation for cigars and stuff? Or you, no, we is won't it just smoking. for No, no smoking in there. Because Foundation Room had a nice little cigar mm-hmm. lounge and they had all their um, alcohol lockers. I don't think it was just wine, right? It was... They have cigar lockers. Cigar. Yeah. Cigar and for yeah. uh, alcohol. Yeah. There's been a few places that had that. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. How much did they rent those for? Oh, I don't even Like hundreds of dollars a month? Yeah, something like that. What are you renting? I think Sterling was, I won't be renting. I'll be be giving them to you guys. Oh, really? We have (laughs) our own lock, so. That that ensures I have friends that people come over. (laughs) Ah, got it. (laughs) You you have to be nice to me because you got a big expensive bottle of wine in that and you got to get back into my house now. Um, But no, I thought that'd be fun, so. Yeah, that's cool. So you're expecting it to be done by July 4th? Because that's when everybody's coming over for your July 4th party? (laughs) No, actually, big party... Uh, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Memorial Day. So okay. we'll be celebrating Mark, my friend across the street's six, 59th birthday, and my 50th birthday. Aww. Um And Memorial Day. So it'll be like a trifecta. Bam. Wow. Bit, so. so he's got Mark his work calendar. Out. Save the date. What is got it? it. May something? May, May 31st. something. Oh, May 31st? May 31st. Ish. Oh. Ish. Okay. Yeah. But it'll be fun. And the wine bar will be done by then? It better be. <laughs> <laughs> if you're, I need uh, to get a new friend. Do you have? I was gonna say your subcontractor. He's on time. He's yeah. on schedule. No, it, it, <laughs> it will be. They're they're making great progress on it now. That's awesome. So, anyway, how's your house coming? Uh, we're making progress. We do have. We ordered our cabinets. We found our countertops. We measured everything, so we know how much uh, flooring we need to purchase. We have the sliders on order. I feel like it's just gonna be. 
like May, April, May, everything's just going to happen inside of the house. And then like, nope, that's not (laughs) how that works. Uh -uh. No, things are going to trickle in. Things are going to get delayed. There'll be back orders. There'll be things that come in there. Damage. You got to get back. Damage. There's a whole process, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you'll, it'll start to take shape. It'll I mean, I'm, I'm happy that we're, it's, it's actually been a nice slow process, even though I'm making two mortgage payments. That's a little painful right now, but I'm waiting until, you know, my, I can rent my new home and, I mean, my old home and be able to capitalize on that 22% rental increase <laughs> so I can rent it out to cover that and my uh, new house. But it, I mean, I, I feel like we've gotten more certainty around what we want, which has been very helpful. Cause I think if we'd gone in and been like, okay, just do all this stuff. We probably would have been a little disappointed in some of this stuff. Cause as it is, we ordered our refrigerators and for some reason we thought it'd be cool to order them without handles. What? So we, well, the, <laughs> the you doors open? open, like you press it and the door opens, but then when you pull it, you, it, you know, it's, you pull it, right? So the ones on display are like 24 inches. The ones we ordered are 36, which even now we're like, why the frick do we buy a big ass refrigerator? It's going to really be the two of us, Sydney will be off to college. So we're doing a lot of entertaining. Else. I was like, well, it's for all of our soda and our eggs and stuff like that. <laughs> but eggs. we didn't bring, so, so as you open it on the bigger doors, it's harder to pull. Right. So hmm. we're like, well, what, did you guys, why didn't you tell us about a handle? And he's like, well, we gave you guys the option to order a handle. Yeah, That's so. the thing, so, though, as you go through the process, they'll ask you questions, but you don't know what you don't know. Correct, yeah. And for instance, it was like uh, my front doors, right? Replace the front doors. And they said, do you want, um, do you want holes drilled on the other side? And I'm like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. But why would you have holes drilled on the other side? You just need a dummy handle on the left side. Like there's two double doors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you need holes there? And why do you need the lock drilled out with a thing so you have double deadbolts going both? Just so I mean, it makes safe. no it, sense. It confuses the burglar. You know, it confuses me. <laughs> I was but, just going to say, you know what I mean? It's like, why would you do that? Well, they asked you. Yeah, they did ask me, but I would have known, right? I didn't uh, think yeah. about it. So yeah. If I was to do it again, I'd be like, yeah, no. Yeah. So you, you got them done with the double handle? Yeah, it's done. So I had to buy a whole nother door set because a lot of these door handles don't have dummy sides. To yes, them. right. So now I got two working ones, <laughs> but <laughs> one, one is work. just kind of it's a dummy. for looks. Yeah. 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 Aesthetic. But it was just dumb stuff like that. It's like, why? Yeah. Because that door doesn't open all the time. It actually latches and you don't need a handle there. Yeah. But anyway. It I didn't even good. think about that. I have a double door, and I didn't know that. I actually have to look at both of my hardwares. I don't think I know it's, it's just there were. to confuse the dyslexic burglar. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's, so it's, it's stuff like that. Just like your your fridge. I mean, you'll think about it. It sounds like a great idea. Okay, yeah. you asked yeah. me. That's a little an JB Weld and some BS handles. And I good to so go. I was like, can I just glue some handles yeah. on there? And we're like, um, just put ropes on them. Boom. Just, <laughs> just those kick doors now that they got those new things where you don't have to touch the doors. They have like a little kick The good out. news is, though, you never really have to open it anyway because you just order in, right? Yeah. Well, okay. So the, the truth is I'm, go- I'm starting to figure out how to cook what? so that I can learn how to use my kitchen. I know. I know. That's awesome. Yes. That's what my, I've been telling my husband of, uh, that that's the reason why I want these nice fancy things we bought nice cabinets figured out where i wanted all the things like how that was another chore like what kind of cabinets do you Mm -hmm. want where do you want all your utility items and i'm like uh just underneath the cabinet would be great but every single cabinet has purpose yeah where did you have them designed uh pro source for the cabinets what happens if you're a lousy cook (laughs) 
I mean, I think with all things, you get better, right? <laughs> now she's got cabinets. Now they can go buy dishes and stuff totally. and go in those cabinets. <laughs> I have dishes. I have dishes. I have, I have three sets of pots. <laughs> You've been in my, Still in my the box. condo. So we, yeah. we, we, clo- we shut down our condo. We sold our condo in Brian Head. We, brought all the, we had a whole house over there. Yep. We brought all of those things to our current home. We'd already had two sets because somebody else bought us a set for our anniversary or something like that of pots, but we never, I don't know. We just have them in our house. So Three one day they'll pots. be used. Hmm. We only use one set of pots. Do you guys have two sets? Three sets? We got quite a bit. You do? Cause you yeah. guys cook a lot though. Yeah. You entertain a lot too. But do all your sets match? That's no. the key. See, I don't have any matching I, issues. Like not one full set that matches? No. I think that was something my mother-in-law. No. No. no, okay. We started that way, but you know. Oh, now they're After the right. course of 15 years, you know, Stuff gets thrown away. Time to get a new set. Yeah, it's another set. (laughs) Another subject, another another show. (laughs) What kind of cookware shall you buy? (laughs) I know. That's well, that's why I have one extra set because somebody told me Rachel Ray's stainless steel, where it's the best way to cook. I burn every single freaking thing in those stainless steel pots. And so I never can't cook. You gotta watch it. <laughs> you it's not a, it's not a, a set it and forget it thing. You gotta actually I, stir stuff. I know. Yeah. You know, control I'll the learn gas how to do that. Eggs and everything are yeah. tough. So have you guys ever used slide dial? I yes. Right? Have you you know there's a service that goes straight to spam? Like you can send an email to somebody and it'll go straight to their spam. Really? Why would you do that? Because I wanna invite everyone in the office to party. <laughs> but I really don't want Tom to show up. So I want to send him the email, but I want it to go into his spam folder. Doesn't that seem like a great idea? Uh, yeah. well, and then when could... he goes, I wasn't invited, you say, I sent you an email, and then look at your spam, and then you find it there in the it spam, is. and it's like, there it is. Dang it, I should have read my spam. Well, you could be like me. I always check my spam first because it only has like 10 to 20, where my general email has like 400 to Okay, actually, 40,000. <laughs> so I go to my spam first because it's easier to... Your regular inbox is your spam folder. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. Spam. No, but this is... Uh, it's straight, the number two, spam. Straight to spam. Uh, dot XYZ. Just huh. really And so what it does is it gives you um, some verbiage, right, that's guaranteed to be picked up by the spam filters, and you paste that in your email, but it's in pure white, so they can't see it. So you paste it at the bottom, and then you send it. So Get I thought out. it was kind of cool. But here, there's only one flaw. If you're in their address book, it doesn't work. <laughs> so Are you in his address? I mean, it seems I, I mean, right. I you I are be, part of the I organization. <laughs> if I'm in his, like, so I send it, I'm kind of whitelisted, so it doesn't matter what I send to him, it goes into his inbox, so yeah. it wouldn't work. But I thought that was kind of funny that, that somebody would come up with that. Yeah, so hmm. they're our next sponsor for, yeah, somebody would come up with that. Yeah, is, straight is, to spam. He's crazier. That's awesome. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Do you use slide what do you use slide out for? I can't tell you. <laughs> He's like it's on the slide. You. <laughs> it's on the slide. It's the, the well, I, I mean I've heard, you know, some agents actually use it as a form of their prospecting, right? They just do a they'll call in and just it goes right into voicemail instead of ha- having to have a conversation. I mean, I honestly use God it for birthday they calls. Talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was doing that in the very beginning birthday calls cuz I'm like I have 20 to get through. 20, you know, if you're saying happy birthday and they end up being 10 minute phone calls could be a long time, but to your point, we need to talk to people now, so. Well, yeah, but I you use it anytime you want to give somebody a, a message, mm-hmm. but you don't really have time to for the chit-chat necessarily. Right. Yeah. I think it's a good Isn't that tool. what text is for? No, it's yeah, different. It's different because um, 
It's a personal. If you take touch. the time to actually call them, it, sometimes that's different. Like she said, she used it for birthday calls in the past. She doesn't do that now. It's always she dials the number by all hand. the time. All the time. But but you know how many people call people on their birthday? Or video. They know they put it Most on Facebook. Of it's on Facebook or yeah, text. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you took the time to actually call them, they didn't answer because nobody answers their phone anymore. Nope. You left that's them true. a voicemail. That means a lot. Yeah. But at least they see that you tried calling them. Well, they heard. Different than it just goes right into your voicemail. So now I just send emails to spam. It says happy birthday. And then they go, you didn't wish me happy birthday. Check your spam. I've been doing it for years. This is a whole didn't blanket work. of them for the last 10 years. <laughs> so okay. what else you got on your list over there? Uh, so you sent us the article for the 10 things to focus on in 2022. Oh, yeah. To get your next level, to get you, to help you get to your next level. What do you think those are? One of them is nurturing your client relationships. Would that be actually having phone conversations with them instead of slide, slide dialing them yeah. and sending stuff into, uh, into spam? Make prospecting a priority. Is that the number one thing you teach in your nuggets? Yeah, I mean, it's all about prospecting <laughs> and making sure you're top of mind. They're watching your nuggets too because there was a lot of jokes at the roast on his nuggets. Really? Yeah. His ninja nuggets. Aww. And if you don't know what those are, because that could sound a little dirty and expensive, <laughs> they're sales tips, Tom's yeah. sales tip nuggets, and they're sales posted tip. on her, our YouTube page. But you do the ninja, you take them from the book Ninja Selling, right? Yeah, it, it, the, or after I get done with the series, I'll explain exactly how I put together the whole series, and yeah. you're going to die laughing. Ninja. Oh, really? Yeah. Are you still not done with that book? No, I'm on 35. I think I got like 42 or 50. Okay. Part series. Okay. And I've basically broken down the book into several segments segments, and, and basically talked about that segment. Larry yeah. Kendall took his nuggets and wrote a book about it <laughs> called Ninja Cell. <laughs> so it's actually Larry Kendall. It's, uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Um, He's, he was your number one subscriber, right? Yeah, and, 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 <laughs> and, quite, and you guys are doing a, a video social media. Yeah. Video class. marketing boot camp. Right. Beta. Yeah. And, we, you know, so hopefully beta knows my secret and maybe he'll, he's give got it a nugget or two in there. He's got some nuggets. It's not watch, the teleprompter secret. Cause do my thing. that's not, no. All right. We'll have to figure out what your yeah. nuggets secret are. Yeah. We're actually starting that May, March 7th, not May, March 7th. We're going to do it in a four step, uh, four series so that we can build onto it. In the very last one, we're going to get them all on video. The memorable. last one's when they sell you something. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah, We're going to sell to them on the beginning, in the beginning. Yeah. They're going to say. It's, it looks good. I was like, well. Uh, you going to join us? Or you want to you write it? No, no. I, I'd have to find some book I can, you know, <laughs> I can take all the stuff from. Now you just let your secret slip. I know. Yeah. Uh, so something else in here says getting a buyer's agency agreement every time. How many, what do you think that percentage is for, for buyer's agents that get their actual BBAs? It's not enough. And, and, and quite Good honestly, uh, it might be something that comes up um, in 2023 at uh, legislative to have that. You have to have that done to work with a buyer. So there's, there's the DOJ. Isn't that what? Two, no, it wouldn't oh. be DOJ. It would be a, a state law, most yeah. okay. most likely. Utah, you're required to use a buyer agency agreement, and I I think it's a good thing because you can't take a listing, right? You can't market somebody's hell, uh, house unless they've hired you to be right. their agent, yep. right? An agency agreement. And that's all buyer agency is. 
why should I be able to go out and try to represent you if you haven't hired me to represent you? Yeah. And so I think the buyer agency agreement, number one, is, is something that all agents should be doing anyway. But number two, like Tom said, I hear rumblings or, or it's in the air, why it's been so windy or whatever, that may be coming to a town near you. Yeah. Ah, that it'll be required? Yeah, I think, it, so why I, I think it's necessary. So why would make it required? Like organizations or? Uh, you need well, state law. We can. Right. So if I required every single one of my agents to do that, yeah. but XYZ Realty next door doesn't, you're yeah. hassling me. You're making it harder for me to do business. I'm just going to go over here. Mm. You see what I mean? So it's, instead of you protecting their interest and right. making them more money because they've, they're spending 100%. more time. And you yeah. can train them and train them and train them. But then there's also the people out there that are saying, whatever you do, don't sign anything with any buyer's agent. You know, so really? people are being conditioned not to sign with them. Well, wow. this will change things. And I don't think it'll affect people's business because they already get a duties owed signed. And yeah. many of those get those signed long before they even take somebody out. And so they get those signed. Why? Because the law requires it. And oh. I think if the law requires the buyer agency, they'll get better at it and they'll utilize it. Yeah. And I think that protects them, that protects and, the consumer. Yep. That makes a better transaction all the way around. Yeah. yeah. And to add on to that, with the Department of Justice and all their stuff talking about having um, a seller pay only their side and a buyer paying their side, with that new transaction of the buyer, you should have that in writing because it's now legal needed needs to be done and should be done. So that's what the department the Department of Justice is saying is that the the commissions would be paid for on either side. No. It, what has happened is a listing agreement basically it in essence yes yeah. but what has happened is the listing agreement is written for the listing broker and that consumer selling their home they agree on a commission price right or a fee for service right whether it's a percentage or a flat fee or whatever right then that listing broker offers across the multiple listing service an incentive for somebody to bring a buyer if another brokerage brings a buyer we pay the listing broker pays that other broker uh, the the seller does not the seller pays one fee to the listing broker yeah. listing broker pays whoever they spend that marketing however they spend the marketing what's happened over the the years is with separations into the listing agreement and stuff this is going here and this is going here in the attempt for transparency for that consumer to say okay x number of dollars is going towards you're going to spend that towards the buyer side right the presentation of that's been from the, the agent going in saying, I only charge you X. What do you want to pay the other side? Um. Well, you don't pay the other side. The listing broker does. And so now you get this belief from the consumer and the DOJ and everyone else out there that the seller is paying that commission. Mm -hmm. And they're not. The listing broker is paying that. And so now they're saying, well, if I'm paying that commission, how? why am I not able to negotiate that, number one? Number two, why would I pay somebody to negotiate against me? Yeah. And they're not. So that's kind of that whole thing. So if you're using a buyer agency agreement, me as a buyer's agent, I know what I'm getting paid. I negotiate that. Up front. Up front with my buyer, right? And then whatever is being offered by the listing broker, I apply that towards that, and that buyer's responsible for that difference. Mm. Right? But it, I mean, it's still the case today when they do have the buyer's broker agreement done right but does everybody collect on that full um, like let's say it's three percent but the listing broker only wants to pay you two x percent yeah y percent yeah or x no yeah, y, no that sorry. would be a business practice right yeah it would do, depending on how, how you 
got sold that to your buyer or whatever and if you wanted to pursue yeah, that or not but in essence that buyer is responsible for that if that they other, sign that buyer that agency why, yeah but if you look in our listing or our purchase agreement now right under the under the closing cost section there's actually some verbiage in there now that allows you to ask the seller to pay additional costs for the buyer to be utilized for the use of that commission huh you guys have just added that in the uh we didn't just add that it's in there yeah it's oh. been there for a while well, I mean, that's the first so, time I've really, the way that you explained it, I've never thought of it. I've always thought it was a seller paying both sides, right? Right. In your case, it makes sense. And in essence, who really pays it? The buyer pays it because it's wrapped up in their loan or their fees or everything else. It's truly the buyer yeah. paying. Cost right. of the sale. Right. It's yeah. cost of the sale. Cost yeah. of the purchase, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you have to be careful as an agent. You can't write into their seller to pay me the uh the buyer's agent x number of percentage or more or whatever it's an ethics violation because you're getting the seller to agree to pay that to you and you're not a party of the contract so it can be paid oh. as a buyer's cost because the buyer has entered into an agreement that this is With a true cost for them and that roundabout way it comes back huh. but the funny thing is it's okay for commercial agents to do that because they don't have the ethics chart stuff they don't have any real respa <laughs> no. i mean because even for the yeah. commercial stuff they can pay us as a lender right we can't do anything yep. in um in reverse on that but they're and they know it they're like there's we're not under any of the regulations that the residential side is under like wow that's crazy but it Fun should stuff. be the same right i mean it's consumer business consumer but mm -hmm. consumer wow but the buyer agency agreement it really does protect everyone in the yeah i agree so something else on here is that improving your tech game. What What is the new app that you guys have, where, or what are you doing new other than your nuggets uh, and doing more video? <laughs> that what would you say would be an improvement in your tech game this year that you've got, or last year? Or any year. I, I'm, I'm not a real app guy. You're not? You're no. tech? No. You're using the mobile no, app. No, That's a tech. Look, I'm more basic and, you know, front of your face, top of mind, and, uh, you know, go from there. Building relationships. You know? so I think, uh, obviously, we, we put together a communication app yeah. with our agents they could utilize with their clients. But, but I think being more tech savvy would be in the regards of automating your business and using technology to help you True. along the line. So. For instance, your CRM yeah. and setting up your processes and your campaigns and stuff like that so that it works as your second brain and it reminds you, hey, you haven't called this person or you need to call this person. Those kinds of things, I think, can really help you in the long run. Are there great apps? Yeah, there are fantastic apps out there that can help in your business. But you got to use them. You but you got to use them, Same right? thing with the CRM, right? You got to use the CRM. Right. Yeah. But I think technology, if you utilize some of it, and the artificial intelligence that's out there to help you manage those leads and stuff, I think you can get better results. Yeah, and there's even some CRMs that are really AI. Um, they have great, great AI features in them that it this bot acts almost better than you and your, or your assistant could ever be in how mm -hmm. they respond to them. So I agree. The other thing they have on here is staying healthy. Well, that's difficult to do. <laughs> I'd rather use an app. Yeah. <laughs> You'd rather use a, get a spam app, spam your email no, app? But that's, that's, a, that's a good point, though. I mean, if, if you're not healthy and you're not able to be out there and you're not at your best. Yeah. Um, I, physicality, too, right? Even feeling good about yourself is the confidence that get you out there to door knock, prospect, talk to people, whatever the case would well, be. It's, right? you know, it, it's amazing how much weight you lose walking in a neighborhood. It's good. <laughs> much exercise you get it's crazy sweating, sweating out right especially yeah. in our in our weather right yep 
100 degree weather. We're fighting the wind. I guarantee you're going to lose weight if you're out there knocking on doors <laughs> during the summer. Guaranteed. That's all I got. Focusing on the task, not the goal. You do talk a lot about that in the, in the Ninja Nuggets or the Tom's Nuggets. Yep. The, the, the goal happened, you, but you've got to take the steps, which is the tasks, to get there, right? Um, no one's, you're never going to reach a goal of selling anybody a property if nobody knows that you sell property. You know, there's no right. sign above your head flashing that says, I sell real estate. Yeah. You know, there's no billboard on the 215 saying, Tom Blanchard sells real estate, call me. Right? I mean, you could get one of those. <laughs> yeah, you could, but it, it costs money, right? It does, so yeah. it's a lot easier to be doing the tasks that get you that recognition to help find those folks that have that need, which you can take care of. I agree. You know, wow. It's like the old robot. Couldn't have said it better if I you know, tried. I uh, made you know, a shirt, actually. If you, see says, it, if you see a need, fill a need, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, that, that article was 10 Things Agents Should Stay Focused On in 2022, and that was put out by Inman. Um, so we didn't props. hit all 10. No. But if you guys want to find that, that's on Inman News. And well, so, can we drop the link on that um, in our uh, show notes and all the good stuff? We can try. Wow. <laughs> Friday we are doing our awards night, uh, which is going to be yes. pretty exciting. So I'm excited about that. And next week... Stay tuned to hear some of the winners and some of the success stories. It's because it's we have it all like tight in a, a sealed envelope. It's coming from the auditors of Roberts and Rasmussen and uh, Bishop Group or yeah. Bishop. Yeah. And you and we're even going to tell you how the awards are calculated. We yeah. make that shit up. Really? When do you get back from the Bahamas? Uh, Saturday. Oh, night. so you are going to miss the awards yeah, night. Yeah, I'll miss it. Well, so I think Sunday. well, we're taking Sunday. out your walk outside. So Scratch him off Monday. the uh, agenda. Yeah, I'll be here on Monday. Yeah, mark him off. That's too bad. We were going to roast you, too. I'm just kidding. You're like, all right, added up with the roast. We're still going to. to it's just funner when you're sitting yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, we did it. We're there. Anything else you want to add on that? Not me. Nope. Do you have Thanks, your dress? Tom. Do you guys have your dresses? You're not going to be there. You have your outfit? Do you have your my tuxedo? dress? <laughs> do you have a dress? Do you have a dress for the uh, gala? Yeah, I do. The outfit? Yeah, you're, Carolina's you're got her dress. sad you missed it now. Beta, you ready for it? He's <laughs> like changed up my tie. Awesome. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Tom, for coming oh, on our pleasure. show. Hopefully you'll, you'll come back and share some of your highlights from the Bahamas. Not, not just the vacation, not, not just the beautiful highlights around the scenery and stuff, but we from what you dirt. heard from your, yeah, we want the, the tea on the affordable housing and uh, renter nation and uh, when we're going to get some land here in Las Vegas. But thank you guys for tuning in today's show. Uh, make sure that you like, subscribe, hit the notification button for all of our episodes, and we will see you next week. That's a wrap. <laughs>